0: Live
1: and festive in the public's holiday headquarters studio at
0: WSB.
2: This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.
3: This is Monica Perez, your Libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6 is my normal time slot, but it moves around a lot because of UGA sports. So if you want to keep track of when I'm on, check out my website, MonicaPerezShow.com, or my new website, the Prop Report, as in the Propaganda Report, thepropreport.com, which I do with my producer, Binkley, right here. And uh, I'll always post when I'm going to be on on my WSB show But we on that site. But we also do another show on YouTube, on iTunes, Binkley. Uh, tell me again. My microphone was off last time. <laughs> my uh-huh. headphones weren't working right. Tell me again how people can help us uh, spread the word on that.
1: Go to the website. Subscribe on iTunes, click on the Apple, tell your friends, share it with your friends if you like it, and leave us a rating, um, a review on the iTunes site. That helps us move up in the the rankings, the search engine.
3: So the upside of that show is we can really get into depth on the big issues of the week. We don't get uh, have to stop and start a lot. The upside of this show, of course, is we are on uh, the best talk radio show in the country, WSB, and we get all the great calls from the audience. So I've got a lot of calls teed up, but plenty of room on the lines, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. We are talking about the feeling of 2016. What was your takeaway from 2016? But I also tweeted out some stuff. I want to get to some tweets at Monica Perez show uh, that address kind of what were the best and worst things of 2016, the highlights and the lowlights of 2016. And I'll even take calls on Obama's legacy, the highlights and lowlights of Obama's legacy. I bet (laughs) we might take the entire time talking about that. If we only have one show to do it, but we have lots to cover today. I want to talk about the biggest stories of the year and what the agenda they are serving uh what they were there for how they were spun i want to talk about that uh i want to talk about the i had some predictions that did come true in 2016 i missed the big one a lot of people did not miss the big one that trump won i just had my blinders on so let that that's what my big thing about 2016 is is the try not to have the blinders on but but boy You can just go deeper and deeper into the rabbit holes if you try to find the truth. And sometimes I think that's like what the Internet is for, what the information age is really for, is to uh, keep us, make it impossible for us to really know what's going on, which is as much of a way to kind of neutralize the democratic process as it would be to take our... Uh, information away to to muddy it up with disinformation and all that stuff very hard to navigate the information waters and i think 2016 made that very clear and of course they they did launch the fake news uh back and forth dialectic psyop whatever you want to call it we're going to talk about that stuff next week Uh, January 7th, from 5 to 7, I'm going to talk about what I see coming in 2017, and that stuff is uh, the total information control is a big theme, in my opinion, for what's to come. But I want to get to your calls, 800-WSB-TALK, 404-872-0750. Mike in Duluth, hi, Mike, you're on with Monica.
4: Yes. uh, Throughout his campaign, he said he was going to appoint a special prosecutor to prosecute Hillary. I'm not going to hold you to the words you say. You know more about that political arena than I do. What is your best guess of what it is that changed his mind? I'm going to hang up and listen to your answer.
3: Okay, Mike. I'll tell I'll you what he said in the, that I think it was the last debate. So the whole time I'm always like, ah, this looks like a show. It looks like the, a reality show. I wasn't alone in thinking that. I mean, it wasn't completely off the wall. There were such... Drama, you know, there was such drama, not even a lot of substance. It was mostly drama. So, but when he said to her, just threw it out there, uh, when uh, she said something about, I hope you don't get elected. And he said, because you'd be in jail. And he really looked like he meant that. And I'll tell you, that was my, my moment where I was like, wow, maybe this thing is for real. You know, maybe I, I just. I'm getting it wrong, and he really hates her. Yeah. So when he immediately tried, so then she came out. Remember, Binkley? We talked about this on our show, the Propaganda Report. When it happened, Hillary came out. She did her concession speech, and then she had, as far as I know, one official. She came out one time officially after that at like the Children's Defense Fund, where she looked like death warmed over.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, she. Yeah. It was.
3: They're making jokes. Yeah, it was awful. So I said, why would she come out looking like that? There has to be something. And within, I think, 24 hours, Trump said she's been through enough.
1: Right. And she'd been up all night running around the country spray painting swastikas on the side of walls and stuff. <laughs> Trump oh, because you think
3: it. all that. I agree with you. That stuff is just meant to make Trump supporters look crazy. They're The classic false flags where... George Soros operatives are spray painting stuff on the side of yeah. uh, black churches to make it look like Trump supporters are um, actual Nazis. So, yes, for her, so she, so then he immediately said, uh, she's been through enough. And I felt that that was a coordinated effort, that that was something that was, um, It seemed a little stagey. Now, that opens up a can of worms that I really don't feel like (laughs) um, climbing into in that, uh, you know, if that was staged, what else was? I mean, I I really cannot bring myself to think that that Hillary wasn't totally shocked and devastated by this. But who knows if they said, hey— We know you have a lot of stuff on this guy. Everybody has stuff on everybody. She was Secretary of State. She probably has stuff on everybody. Uh, We'll throw you a bone, keep you out of jail, or uh, probably both the carrot and the stick will give you a bunch of money somehow through your Clinton Foundation and also keep you out of jail if you just uh, don't tell people, don't make this harder than it needs to be. So I think like the protests and all that kind of stuff are more in the realm of Uh, Smoke and mirrors, distraction, the popular vote, the electoral college, even the Russian hacking is is to keep our eyes away from what might, you know, might be real stuff. And I'm not I'm not accusing anyone of anything. I'm just saying everything just smacks of fluff to me and uh, surface stuff. There's probably stuff behind the scenes that affect all these high-level political actors. And uh, I think at that level, you don't even get to that level if you're not able to be blackmailed so that, there's always something they can hold over your head. There's always wheeling and dealing to do with the shadowy characters who wield, I think, the real power. So that was way further down the rabbit hole that I planned to go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's where I live and I and I try to climb out of it after the election. That's where you're comfortable. Yes, it's just it's just what makes sense to me and I my only question now is like is there another rabbit hole? You know that I'm not seeing. Anyway, that will unfold shortly during the next uh, administration. I'm going to John in Atlanta. John, you're on with Monica.
5: Yes, hi, Monica. Uh, enjoy your show. Thanks a lot. Um, wanted to, um, you we were talking earlier about uh, the media and Trump and how the media is so focused on him. But you know, at, at the end of the day, um, the media exists for one reason or you know, primary reason of that is to make money, and Trump. He really uh, brought in much higher ratings than any other candidate, and they were forced to focus on him to just keep the uh, the ratings battle going with the other uh, TV stations.
3: Don't you feel though that CNN has always kind of put their agenda above the ratings in the past? Yeah, I, you
5: yeah, know, I I can understand what you're saying. I think, I think you know they can make they can still get high ratings by really trying to sensationalize the news and sensationalize it in a way that really meets their agenda. So I think they can do both of those things. But but to have you know,
3: Trump in office does probably not serve their agenda, right?
5: Well, no. It, well, it, in some ways it might, because it gives them a lot more fodder now. to really Yes.
3: Yes, that um, is absolutely true. It is absolutely but, true. Yes.
5: But, you know, the analogy I love to use, I'm from L.A., and one of the things that uh, happens in L.A. a fair amount, not a lot, but, you know, there are car chases. And the TV stations will break in to show a car chase. And I liken Trump's candidacy to a car chase where everybody had to tune in to watch the chase because you, you weren't sure what's going to happen. You're waiting for something to happen. The media, really, quite honestly, is waiting for a massive, spectacular car crash at the end so they can have a lot of people watching it and enjoying it. And they were waiting for the Trump car crash. Yeah,
3: the train wreck. Came. My husband calls it the train wreck. Everybody train loves wreck. a train yeah. wreck.
5: And it never came. And the media, you no. know, they, they'll 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 patch out to something like that to follow it and uh, to try to get people to tune in but, but you know at the end of the day they were they they really became their own worst enemy i
3: i am begin, i am 6 months ago or 3 months ago i would have said there's zero chance of what you're saying really that's how i thought about the mainstream media uh, especially cable news on the left and right now i'm thinking there's like a 10% chance that they got bamboozled i still feel like There is another layer of this thing that we can't see, but I think the proof will be in the pudding. Thank you very much for your call, John. Larry, hang on. I'm going to go to a quick break, then I'm going to get to you. I want to also talk about the best and worst of 2016 and the best and worst of uh, the Obama presidency. What is his legacy? 404 872 750 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show.
5: Monica Perez, on News 95.5, at AM 750, WSB.
3: Rain tomorrow with a high of 55. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Recapping 2016, what did it mean for you? What were the best things, the worst things? If if it was Obama's... uh, Last year in office, that that was your highlight. What was his legacy? What were the best and worst things about his presidency? Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. I'm going to Larry in Atlanta. Hi, Larry. You're on with Monica.
6: Hi, thanks for taking my call. The uh, no doubt to me, the the zeitgeist, as you say, of 2016 was sadness and depression. And I think the reason for that is because people are so tired of politicians lying to them. And I think what happened with Trump is that everybody was so delighted to hear words coming out of this guy's mouth that included truth now and again, (laughs) like that business you were talking about earlier, you better hope I'm not elected because you're going to jail if I do, Things like that. But it's not
3: true, right? Things like that. That's what's scary about that is that I don't think that was true. That was the highlight of his of his campaign, and I feel like he's not going to follow through on it. I mean, well, you know.
6: Yeah, it's like you say, we'll find out as, yeah. as time goes on. But one thing I do know is that, okay, you listen to two politicians. One of them says the sky is green. One of them <laughs> says the sky is red. Somebody's lying. And I think that's what people hate about this whole process. We don't know who's lying. So finally, there's a guy that might be telling the truth. He's got all the money in the world, so that's not an issue. He has plenty of power. That's not an issue. He, What motivation does he have to lie to us?
3: Right, but here's the thing. If the money and the power was a lie, and there is an argument that it was, you didn't see his tax returns, he's been there've been books written about him not really being that rich. I'm not trying to be a spoiler. I'm just saying that I thought the same thing. Like what if I if I were a billionaire and I was 70, why well, would definitely not wade into this? The only reason I would do it is if I needed to solidify or establish or expand a legacy for my descendants. And and so that's why I thought if this actually enhanced his money and power, or Kushner, who is the father of his descendants, uh, you know what I mean? If you, if you start getting a little more cynical about it, you have to find the answers to those questions. But I, I get where you're coming from. It, it, you're right. If there's any chance that somebody was telling the truth, it definitely wasn't Hillary.
6: Right, exactly. You know. And I will say, yes, maybe his motivation was to solidify something for his descendants. But on the other hand, maybe he just wanted to help people.
3: Maybe. And, you know, I'll tell you this, if you if your constituency, whatever you want to call it, if you're looking at people who are catering to like a Democratic base, a big government base, you're going to get more of that. If you're lying and you're catering to a small government base, that guy has to proceed with caution. So even if it is a setup, at least you have to take you have to take his foot off the accelerator a little bit. 404-872-0750 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB Talk. We are talking about uh, how you feel about 2016, what were the best things, the worst things, what were the best things or the worst things about the Obama presidency, about that legacy. So we're going to get to your calls and your tweets at Monica Perez Show after the break.
1: Live and festive in the
3: public's Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. It's a, man, oh, a man.
5: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at a.m. 750 WSB.
3: I am your libertarian voice on WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6, though that does move around a little bit. Next weekend, next Saturday, I'll be on from 5 to 7, giving my 2017 predictions. So hopefully that'll be a little better than... Actually, my last year predictions were pretty good. I've gotten a lot of emails that I spotted some of the trends, the heroin, uh, opioid thing, the, uh, increase in crime real or perceived, uh, a lot of things, but I was surprised by the election, not me and everybody else, but usually I can uh, see the forest for the trees, not this time. So what was your, what was the, your impression of 2016, the best and the worst of 2016 for you? Uh, let me know. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Give me a call right now, live, 404 750 one 1-800-WSB-TALK. Binkley, my producer, is here in studio. What do uh, what are, are my Twitter followers saying about the best and worst of 2016? Any responses?
1: Yeah. Alan J. Sanders, he says that one of the worst things of um, 2016 was the rise of the snowflakes.
3: He has WSB's own. So, yeah, the rise of the snowflakes, that is a great—I love that expression, trigger. I just—all those things were new expressions from 2016. Super funny. What else?
1: He says that the best of 2016 was watching Trump school politicians to show them that you don't have to cower under the PC police.
3: That is a great lesson for everybody, even if, uh, no matter how deep you want to go into the rabbit hole, take uh, what you see as what you get for Trump or not— The fact is, I feel like if the liberty movement, which is where my ideology sympathizes, they can, instead of retreating from like Ron Paul's position of honesty and principles, even when he he was literally booed (laughs) for for reciting the golden rule at a debate, a presidential debate, Ron Paul was, he was booed for it. But he stood alone on that stage and he shouted down the audience in a presidential debate. And you would think that's the kind of thing that would make you, quote, unelectable. But, of course, Trump was elected. So no matter what, you have to say, you have to, uh, I find it empowering and certainly give you courage. You got one more and then I want to get to these calls.
1: Yeah. Where did Dean go? says that the most annoying thing in 2016 was all this talk about fake news, as though, as though if it were a new concept.
3: Because fake news was the mainstream media. Exactly. Right. I mean, that's the thing. I, I've basically said this is fake so many times. My mother, like, I talk to her, and she'll she'll like, "What do you think about this?" I'm like, "Ah, that sounds fake to me." She's like, "Everything's fake to you." I'm like, "Not <laughs> everything's fake. Just what's on the mainstream media." If you yeah. wanted to talk to me about anything, even the local news, I'm fine with It's just that it's just that cable. Uh, national cable news that makes me that's the fake stuff in my opinion.
1: I have like a running list of like 30 news stories and I'm just barely scratching the surface that the mainstream media was was headline news in the mainstream media that turned out to be, you know, a hoax or just a lie.
3: But even if even if it's real even if you said there was never any such thing as a false flag or a hoax or any of that, the narrative is I would say of the time, and even that 1% is attempted, like Rahm Emanuel style, to always use it. And that Saul Alinsky, I know you were reading a book, Rules for Radicals, which I also read. And like my takeaway from that book was, I always make lemonade, no matter what the news story is, no matter what your plan was, no matter what actually happens, even if your conclusion, your recommendation is logically the opposite of what you should be thinking. Like with nine eleven, the answer was invade Iraq. Who didn't do it? You know, like th- it's just like whatever. We need to invade Iraq. So, yeah. so uh, for me, you you can for every no big outlet, no mainstream media hits like fifty million eyeballs is wasted on. We're gonna just tell you what's going on and you can decide how you want to use that information that's never how it's used
1: yeah right they 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 deliver conclusions and if people are satisfied with those conclusions it doesn't matter if they're all fake because people will never go back to investigate and find out if it's true or not
3: i remember when shep smith said something like I mean, he might have actually said, "So Putin killed all 300 people on that <laughs> flight that went down over Ukraine." And I'm thinking, I was like, one the, by one. The day, the day it happened, like within an, a couple of hours, I was like, okay, right. do you think that that is you know a court of law stuff? And of course, no one was ever like, "Oh, we're you issuing a retraction." No, a that's spontaneous not
1: how it investigation and conclusion.
3: Yeah, and so anyway, I don't even want to. Go down that road, although I think we'll have to go down that road as the Russia stuff, Ukraine, Syria, starts bubbling up to the surface in 2017. But that is a topic for next week's show. I'm going to Mike in Marietta. Hi, Mike. You're on with Monica.
2: Hey, Monica. I was just—enjoy uh, your show, by the way, but I was just going to have to admonish you just a little bit about— um, um, talking about trump going back on his word and stuff i mean the man's not even president yet and you've already decided he's not going to do anything i think he's going to have a department of justice to do the things that need to be done to those who need them done to i thought
3: he i think i was specifically talking about didn't he say he was not going to prosecute hillary or did i misunderstand that
2: well, when's the last time a president prosecuted anybody? I think there's a whole department yes. that does all that. So, I mean, it's not like um, I'm not going to go after her. There's a whole organization that will do you be you to.
3: Do you think anyone will ever go after her?
2: God, I hope so. i got to <laughs> say. <laughs>
3: I know. I mean, people, that's the thing that really drove it, was that it was such an insult. Well, yeah, because, I mean, if you and I did
2: anything that even looked like one of the itty-bitty things that she's done, we would already be, you know, talking, uh, you know, on different sides of plate glass.
3: Yeah, I mean, Uh, I hadn't seen anything like that since... LBJ, who, if you if you dig deep on LBJ, he he does give a run, give the Clintons oh, a run to yeah, the money.
2: my mom, my mom always told me she felt like he was behind JFK's demise. So.
3: And he, and there was some other thing that was actually a a murder that was really in the pipeline, as going to come out, uh, bubble up to the surface before he took office. <laughs> that just disappeared from the media. Meteor-
2: I don't know. I don't know about that. But yeah, look, there was, I love your show. Thank I just you. I just wanted to right, throw good. that out there. Don't don't whip the boy before he's done it. <laughs> he looks like he's done something or gonna do something. Don't whip him before he actually does it. So Yes.
3: Thank anyway. you, Mike. There's absolutely no call I enjoy more than a uh friendly correction or a friendly disagreement. I absolutely love to exchange the ideas. I kind of want to change the paradigm of of uh, talk radio, or it doesn't have to be hostile, even if you don't disagree. And besides that, Mike's right. You want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. And I absolutely feel like the proof will be in the pudding and we can just check it out. This is going to be a very, very interesting time. And you got to admit it, it, it wouldn't have been better (laughs) you know under Hillary no matter what I lost a call Joe was calling earlier he didn't care if it was rigged he's happy Trump won anyway and and my feeling is yeah if if they if they had to give you a you know, a victory. If they felt, even if it's completely rigged, if they felt they had to give you a victory, maybe that in itself is is uh, is something to be happy about. I'm going to Ken in Powder Springs. Hi, Ken. You are on with Monica. Ken. Hey, uh, this is Ken. Hi, Ken. Yeah, uh,
7: I guess uh, what I wanted to say is, uh, you know, this is uh, really. I've been thinking about this a, a, a while. And uh, as far as Obama, he's going to go down as probably the worst president ever. Now, I had Bush there, and I think he's uh, surpassed him by quite a bit. Now, with that said, I'm not even worried about that because, you know, that's that's going to be his legacy. Now, as far as Hillary goes, she had no business even running. With everything that she did, she was not even eligible to run, and All she did with this server—the whole idea was to cover up her crime, everything that she was doing. You know, it uh, it, just—it amazes me that anybody would even vote for something like that because she was bought and paid for.
3: Yeah, and the funny thing about Hillary that had occurred to me, but don't hang up. I want to ask you something about Obama. That people compare Trump as like he wasn't a politician. He was about
7: him. He tells. Enough. He tells you exactly what he thinks and I don't like that. You
3: but know he, he was also. Around. he was Sorry. Okay, he, he was also charming and charismatic, whereas she actually never was that. She did not rise because of her uh, being a politician like almost everybody else ever did. She was the first lady, and then that opened the door to other things for her. So she was never this charming. Um, person who made you feel good feel empowered feel like so she was all already somebody that you weren't going to be predisposed to like i mean it that that was something weird to be like he was trump almost has more of that he has more of that quality where he could generate a cult of personality where she could never ever do that it's finished what you're saying then i want to ask you why you think obama will go down as the worst
7: well just look at his record look at look at what's going on in the middle east it's a bee's, bees nest in there now what he did in Iraq, sure Bush went in there and I didn't I didn't like that. But at least it was stable when he left. The way the way Obama pulled out of there, all these young men that died over there is basically a slap in the face to them and their families. Know, it, uh, for something yeah. that Bush wouldn't even do. You know, I mean when he he went in there. He was he was sitting there and he had his daddy and whoever else, governor of Texas, I believe, that pretty much got him in the guard and he never even showed up. So it was Yeah, that was that bad he too. Would not even do.
3: I will so say though there I, was a flip side to uh, uh Obama's behavior, bad behavior, devastating legacy in the Middle East wasn't I, for me it's not pulling out of Iraq, it's this secret war that he had not so secret. I can't believe people don't even know about it against Syria to have to to arm those rebels who were really mercenaries from other countries he i read in the council of foreign relations magazine foreign affairs which does not get more establishment that he that the obama administration dropped 20,000 bombs on syria and iraq in 2015 i mean that's a silent war that that spread terrorism and refugees like wildfire so people i think it's a little bit of a uh, what do you call it? Like a red herring or a canard, like a false narrative to say that Obama pulling back. I think that's a narrative used by people who want not you, but people who want the media elements or power elements who want more war to say, oh, pulling back caused these problems. In my opinion, it was his uh, pressing what was an illegitimate war that we did not want without really getting any kind of congressional approval that created this problem and the inevitability for more war no matter who was president next. So I think the rabbit hole is a little deeper on that. I'll take all calls, though, and whatever your view, 404 750 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
5: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
3: It is 41 degrees outside the studio, and skies are overcast. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I am going to Michael in Atlanta. Hi, Michael. You're on with Monica.
4: Hey, uh, Monica. Happy New Year's Eve
3: to you. How are you doing? Happy New Year's. Good. How are you doing? Um,
4: I've got a comment and a quick question for you. Okay. My comment is... Probably the worst thing that I had to deal with in 2016 with the Obama presidency was his ridiculous Obamacare.
6: Mm-hmm. It
4: did not help me. Each <laughs> and every year I called, I had to wait on the telephone for over mm-hmm. an hour. And the very first year that I called, when and they told me each year after that, you don't qualify, you don't make enough money, and it's this is supposedly supposed to be for people like me that is not working, you know, but only part-time and can still get insurance. Total mm-hmm. oh, garbage. But this one moron, the very first year, says, I'm sorry, you don't qualify for insurance or subsidy." but would you do me a favor? And I said, what? And he said, will you call me back? Here is my phone number. When you become successful this year so that I can get you signed up for this. <laughs> and I said, I'm so glad you asked me that. And I said... No! You <laughs> honestly expect me to call you, you idiot? And I it, hung up the
3: phone on him. Super I frustrating. I believe that this moron yeah. asked me that. And the, the problem with the government is, unlike private enterprise, you can't quit. You can't opt out. You can't go somewhere else and, and just vote with your feet. That's what's so frustrating. That's just this march to the steady march to Marxism. Okay, what's your question?
4: My question is uh, related to the election, and I'm the reason I call you so much, but I just have never asked you this. Are you a practicing Catholic?
3: Oh, my goodness gracious. Wow. Uh, I am a practicing Catholic. I, okay. I, I go to I Mass. i
4: assuming that you did not vote for Donald Trump. You voted for your Libertarian candidate.
3: I didn't vote
4: for Hillary because she's.
3: No, I didn't vote for anybody with a check mark. I just wrote in. Okay. So, but interesting. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I don't usually mix my politics and my religion, but uh, that's a fair question. What the heck? So there you go. Threw me off a little bit. I am going to play a game with Finkley after the break. Real fake. What's the agenda for the biggest stories of 2016? This is Monica Perez.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by.